Jason. Yes, Daniel. Before we started this recording, we were showing each other songs that we'd gotten into uh, at the beginning of college and like middle of college. That could describe almost any time we've ever been hanging out with each other. I, I feel like uh, partly like until like Quavo, though. That, like, our our shared musical interest kind of ended there. Like, if the artist came out past 2009, nothing to do with it. Yeah, you heard this guy? Uh, No. Have you heard this new, have you heard this Pitbull song that only four other people have heard? Just jam it every day. (laughs) Um, But we were talking about the songs, like, because growing up, uh, you grew up around the same area that I did. Yes. About the same size of town. And growing up, I don't know how it was of you, but I had nothing else but top 40 music with the exception of like some weird like outlier artists like the country music that my dad listened to and like Rob Zombie and the Cottonmouth Kings <laughs> or whatever, just whatever weird outlier band that I was into. For some reason, 15-year-old Cottonmouth Kings really spoke to 15-year-old Daniel. But then I got to college and then I learned that all the music that I like, all the top 40s, all the Miss New Booties was actually bad music. And then I should be ashamed of liking that music. I learned a similar lesson. And so whenever we listen, we had like, we, we had songs that we designated for like party songs, like uh, anything with like Young Jeezy or anything with 50 Cent or anything with like, even like the the burgeoning Kanye West uh, was, that was bad music. That was not good music. What was the first song that you remember thinking like, I know that this, I know that all of my peers have deemed this the worst thing in the world. But I love this song because mine was Shop Boys Party Like a Rockstar. I remember hearing that on the way back because did, did you ever, in, did you ever, we went, both went to college in Boone, North Carolina. Did you ever go out to those like, they'd be like, oh, it's a house party. It's right in your Boone. And you'd drive like 30 minutes out oh, to like yes. somebody's house with your fucking handle of burnettes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And like they were we, never are, good. Are we ever gonna get there? Yeah. Are we ever gonna? And that was like pre GPS, so you're just like relying on somebody to be like, okay, you're gonna keep going down 105, and then eventually you're gonna turn. Like <laughs> yeah. that's all. You they, get there, and it's like an abandoned house with three stories. Yeah, it's and huge. Like, house. There's like a giant, like a waist high bottle of old cans in the basement. Yeah. And some guy you knew in high school was there. Yeah, and then like. Like, you knew no one else, and you immediately get separated from your friends, and like, except for like one friend that you just stand there with the whole time. And like, I don't care if they're like trying to like hit on girls or talk to anybody else. I stuck behind, stuck behind them the whole time because I'm not getting lost in fucking House of a Thousand Corpses right now. Man, that happens so much. Like, usually, like in Boone, there'd be like, it'd either be a party on like King Street or a party like 40 minutes outside of Boone for some reason. Yeah, man, it's right. It's right. It's right by you know. It's right by the campus. Really? Because it says here it's in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Are you really? sure? Because I, I right think, here, I don't think Abingdon is in Boone. <laughs> I don't think that's within the Watauga County limits. Yeah. Oh God. Or any parties that ever happened in Blowing Rock or whatever. Didn't. Oh boy. Didn't go to a lot of those. Um, too rich for my blood, Daniel. <laughs> too rich for my blood. On the way back uh, from like a party in like first semester 2007, uh, I heard party like rock star and my friends were like the song sucks so bad and i was like yeah it's so bad and i was thinking to myself like this is the best song that's ever been recorded ever and it was quickly replaced by uh club can't handle me and then right, replaced right. by two reasons 
and then replaced lately again by two reasons. <laughs> um, but what was your song? What was the... It's tricky for me because my, my, sort of as you said, my origins in listening to music were also like top 40 songs that are sort of regarded as trash. And then I went to college like you did and I sort of developed this very, I mean, I had this from the get-go because I was very much like a faux intellectual teen and into college as well. Yep. And so I had this idea of like, I need to make sure the things I like are only like good, like good things, By the, critically the acclaimed things, which is not a way to live your life because you're yeah. going to enjoy things that aren't like, and there's no critical consensus on any, anything really. So I, I'm not sure I can say what the first time, I think around the time you and I became friends was like when I was just starting to think like, okay, well maybe if I enjoy a song, that's probably good enough. Yeah. I think the song that opened up those gates for me, and this is not like a quote unquote trash song i think anyone would say but um major lasers uh, keep it going louder yeah do you know that song yeah that really like it had just enough, <laughs> it had just enough like indie you know pitchfork.com uh cred but just for enough me like, to be like i can i can enjoy this no one's gonna make fun of me but it, it, it's but just, also just enough like yeah me and my friends rolling like rock stars yeah so yeah, it's a great song, but yeah. it's it's one of those songs. Yeah. And actually, can I back up and say that my actual answer is the Lollipop remix by Lil Wayne and Kanye West? That's totally fine. Okay, I'm revising my answer to be that because that song I was obsessed with. <laughs> and it's fucking stupid. It is it is a really Lollipop. Lollipop itself is already maybe the dumbest well that's a wide Well, c- coming out of one, like, one of the dumbest songs to ever go as big as it did. And then they remixed it and made it even dumber. Lil Wayne released a lot of very, very dumb, very, very popular songs around that time period. Like Mrs. Off, Mrs. Officer. Oh, boy. But uh, that, that was when Lil Wayne did dumb stuff and it was like still offbeat and, and weird Fireman. and charming. And, and, but and the, it's very, very much like 2008, like frat <laughs> yeah, music. Yeah. And I was into all of it. I wonder how much of the, the Kanye West, the Lollipop remix first I can do. Let's find out. <laughs> lollipop, Lollipop. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take that back. I'm gonna. Res- I'm gonna let myself off the hook. I'm gonna be kind to myself, and not feel the need to live up to that challenge I set for myself. Oh. Daniel, do you know the, the first verse of the Lollipop remix? Kanye West. I do not remember all. I, as I said, all I remember is like, "Shawnee wanna fuck <laughs> bottles in the club." You know I like a touch. Something lady munch. I believe the actual lyrics are. <laughs> sh- no, they're even. They're even. Wor- shorty, shorty, want a hump. Shorty, want a hump. You know, I like to touch those lovely lady lumps. That's a big farewell to all of our female listeners. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. I'll see you later. I'm sorry, but I am who I am. Get to the floor. Welcome to the 40 Ounce. I am Jason Edwards. And I'm Daniel Dockery. This is a podcast where we talk about pop music in great detail and we drink alcoholic drinks. Mm-hmm. Alcoholic drinks. It's hard to hit all those. So we drink alcoholic drinks. We drink them. We drinking. Drink, we drinking oh, stuff with stuff in it. Oh, uh, uh, we've been drinking. <laughs> As Daniel did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to remix that into a beat. Um... <laughs> 
Daniel, or should I say Jason, what is our first song today? I don't get that, but... Well, well, Jason, because it's my. I, this is the song I picked. Oh, well, Jason, I think we're going to start with... What was the song? Oh, we're going to start with Post Malone featuring... 21 Savage. Featuring 21 Savage, uh, Rockstar. Now, we don't usually do second takes in this podcast. Do, you want, do we want to take that one one more time? Hey, welcome to the 40 ounce. We're going to do Post Malone uh, featuring 21 Savage, Rockstar, first try. <laughs> wow, hit the ground running for this one. <laughs> right from the theme song into our first song. <laughs> I've been fucking hoes and popping pillies, man, I feel just like a rock star. All my brothers got that gas and they always be smoking like a rock star. Fucking with me, call up on no Uzi and show up, man, them the shot toss. When my homies pull up on your block, they make that thing go gratta ta ta. So, Jason. Yes, Daniel. You know when you're popping pillies. Oh, boy. Don't even, don't even get me started on popping pillies. And doing hoes. Oh, man. That's how, that's how it is, right? Yeah. You As pop- our life's like rock stars. That's what rock stars do. They 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 fuck hoes. Yeah. And they pop pillies. Pop pillies. And that's all it is. I can't think of two people that are farther away from rock stars than Post Malone and Twenty One Savage. Post Malone. I was about to say us. I, <laughs> say us. Uh, I guess both. I mean, I feel like both are true. Look, can we? We talked about Post Malone previously mm-hmm. when we talked about congratulations, but I think we really didn't even scratch the surface of what a goofy fucking dude this is. Post Malone, the best review of Post Malone is, and I knew we'd bring him up, but Quavo literally, like, I don't think Post Malone has, like, a Rotten Tomato score or an A through F score or a 10, 1 through 10 score that you could give him. I think, I think Post Malone's... Music can be summed up best in Quavo's verse on the Post Malone song, Congratulations. I'm going to play in my phone. Because that's what... Quavo, Quavo uh, blessed be his name, <laughs> cannot even finish his own verse on the Post Malone song without getting distracted by his cell phone. <laughs> Would Which, that we were all so lucky. Yeah. Daniel, this song is, is huge. This song like, went to it's number one now? immediately. It's It's enormous. It's, oh, yeah. It is on like, the top like Spotify. This song. song and this fucking white, white dreadlock... Frankie Muniz, Shia LaBeouf looking motherfucker. I wish <laughs> this fucking. I wish you Frankie Muniz motherfucker was more of a like a more common insult. I wish it was something that I heard yelled outside of my apartment. Like, are you Frankie Muniz motherfucker? <laughs> As you close the blinds, no, please leave me alone. <laughs> I'm the Frankie Muniz motherfucker. <laughs> it was me. It was me the whole time. This is. Uh, I can't even... The first time I heard this song, I heard it on the radio. Yep. And so they obviously, they cut out the first line of the chorus, which is, I've been fucking hoes and popping pillies. Pillies. And I heard the rest of the song, and it sort of struck me as, well, this is clearly what Post Malone was heading towards all along anyway. I mean, this mm-hmm. is fine, I guess. Yeah. Then I heard the uncensored version with the opening line restored. Yeah. And I just lost it. I don't know what it was, because obviously there's a... I mean, there's there's a longer conversation for more intelligent people than I to be having about the you know that that constant push and pull between enjoying rap music, specifically like popular or you know gangster rap music or just really ignorant music. Yeah. And the fact that it's all often very disparaging towards women. Yeah. Um. But that's that's a whole different subject. But but the reason 
the I and I think some people like me as well are able to enjoy music that has some negative qualities like that. Still takes something good out of it is because of the talent of the people involved. Yeah, but must much in the same way that the reason why rock stars were allowed to not allowed quote unquote but sort of encouraged to engage in these sort of behaviors was because of the great songs they made yeah um post malone seems to have just skipped the first part of both of those equations yeah instead of making good music that allows him to live this lavish life of you know uh there's no better way to put it popping pillies popping pillies and and fucking hoes um instead he just jumped right into the part where he's celebrating excess for no reason and I don't know, Post Malone. You haven't. He hasn't. He hasn't earned this. It makes me. It makes me remember like college writing classes, where the person that was obsessed with Hunter S. Thompson, the one guy in the class that would constantly bring up how many drugs he'd done, or in the story was about drug users. Never a good story, but it was always about somebody in like a drug daze, and always using. Some weird, like, ass crack of urban dictionary, like, lingo to be like, and then Eric riding the gray dragon, you know, and this way, the gray dragon means cocaine or whatever, you know? It kind of reminds me of that uh, because I know a lot of, like, I ca- I'm going to call that because I've, I've been one of those mediocre writers and I still am one of those mediocre writers <laughs> because at times I've kind of wanted to play up the excess part of my personality because as you probably know I drink a decent amount but I you I often find out that when I feel like and I don't want to say that this is what Post Malone feels you can tell when I'm feeling terrible about writing when I talk about drinking and writing and stuff and like how like oh it's just to be an artist have so many ideas I wish they'd slow down in my head you know I don't know. That's it. It kind of shines it out like me. That or it kind of, that's how it kind of like uh, comes out of me right now. Is one of those like, oh, I'm a rock star. It's just the music and the the drugs and the women. They just come with it, and I'm just a failable person. Hunteress. I get that too, because that's the thing. As a, uh, as a there's a romanticism of substance abuse involved in like a lot of artistic pursuits, especially writing. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's worth pointing out that uh, Post Malone is like 22 years old. It's that sort of college age like mindset of you know, oh the cool thing about the Beatles and Hunter S. Thompson is that they did a bunch of drugs. Yeah. That mindset of sort of you know romanticizing that and not realizing that these people were also talented at their craft. Yeah. And the drugs were. You know, not separate from it, but not the basis of everything. Yeah. That's maybe what's going on here. I remember it just reminds me of, like, especially people that, like, because I know that on an episode of the 40 Ounce earlier, we talked about the day when we bought the Pitbull tickets and how many shots I'd have, I'd had. And I do not want to, like, I do not want to be like, oh, that's a good idea, or I'm proud of how much dr- drink I had because the next day I felt terrible. But Post Malone... Uh, sometimes strikes me as a guy like I. I just remember this one guy at uh hate to bring up Boone again, but at Legends, the student-run nightclub, <laughs> we were there. Probably seen like your mama's big fat booty band or whatever. Oh, God, a lot, a lot of deep cuts for uh um Northwestern Carolina college students. But this guy turns around to me in my room and he goes, "Man, today I've had fourteen fucking shots," 
and I didn't know what to say. I didn't want to be like, good job, man. And But my roommate took over for me and was like, 14 whole shots? <laughs> and the guy, the look on the guy's face was just like died. Like all of like his intended coolness of that statement washed over his face. Like his face instantly became like the acid washed henchman in RoboCop. Just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Post Malone's thing almost strikes out of all like it strikes to me as that like i've been popping pillies man pillies popping pillies hey guys check this out yo you know, you know how much i don't even give a shit i call them pillies call them pillies i have sex with women or as i call them hoes that's all it is man it's that rock star lifestyle i've made two songs <laughs> that are questionable <laughs> questionable fucking postman's first song was called a white iverson and he was the white I- he was the white iverson daniel he made a whole song about how he moved out to California, got dreads, I guess like Iverson did, and that made him White Iverson. Again, he does not strike me as a guy who has a lot, a lot of uh, uh, much sense of self-awareness or, or humor about his personality. Yeah, Post Malone makes these <laughs> fucking trash heap songs, but the minute <laughs> Jaden Smith makes a kind of fun Batman song, we're like, oh, the fucking generation, the millennials, oh, Jaden Smith. Yeah, or the minute like Selena Gomez puts out anything, we're like, do you remember when the Beatles were here or whatever? <laughs> you know, like, fuck off. Post Malone does this bullshit and goes to number one worldwide. Also, just on like a purely aesthetic level, this song isn't fun no it sounds sad he sounds miserable yeah and not like an interesting fun way where it's like he's been popping the wrong kind of pillies yeah or it's, he's i know a lot about drugs <laughs> hey listen pillies it's my life i know pill fucking ibuprofens and goddamn benadryls listen i listened to, to, to d12 when i was 10 years old that's how advanced i was i heard uh hey red and blue and purple hills guess what they weren't really hills my dad turned off where the hood at when I was thirteen, and uh, but I but it, I still hear it. It. It, was, it, was, it was too late. I knew where it was. I knew I knew where the hood was at. Uh, fuck Post Malone. <laughs> we'll revisit this subject at a later date. <laughs> Daniel, what's our next song going to sure, be? We'll talk about Post Malone uh, until the sun collides with the earth. God, I don't even want to think about Post Malone like five years from now, still having a career. Oh, Daniel, cheer me up, cheer me up, give me another oh, song. Oh, cheer oh, me up. oh, um, 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 you know what? I think I'm going to cheer you up with that's <laughs> that would that? be that would be if people if it was a host of like Wheel of Fortune like the music he'd play <laughs> in the chaos. I want that so bad. Listen, Pitbull's got a long career ahead of him, but when whenever he's done with music, I think we all know his next stop is uh, 7:30 p.m. of like on on, on CBS game shows. <laughs> Pitbull's new songs, uh, Pitbull featuring Fifth Harmony, Por Favor. <laughs> So, Jason Edwards. Yes. Might I ask you a question, perchance? <laughs> um, yes, please. Were you excited when I told you that Pibble would be doing a song with uh, Fifth Harmony in the upcoming weeks? I was excited, not as excited as you clearly were. Yeah. Well, because I, there was a Fifth Harmony song that's one of my favorite songs that came out a, a, like a 
probably a year ago. What was it called? That's my girl. That's my girl. Woo! Before before um Camila Cabello left them to yeah. uh, pursue a career in Havana. No no no. By the way, can we just pat ourselves on the back for a second? We talked about that song yeah. before it blew up. And now it's everywhere. Yeah. Good job, us. We are on the cutting edge. It's it's just nice to take a second to appreciate that because normally we talk about songs six months after they've been relevant. Yeah. So it's good. It's good. We we got inside the no, curve on we, one. I don't want to say that we have our fingers on the future pulse of pop culture. There's really no other way to look at it, though. But I will say that when God blesses, he touches us first. Right. So this, this song, <laughs> Por Favor, is, is mostly in Spanish. Yeah. Pitbull has, uh, in my estimation anyway, become emboldened by the success of Desposito and decided that now he's going to make his English, uh, his English Spanish language hit really happen. But Pitbull's been doing, like, that's the first thing we were talking about when Despacito came out, is that Pitbull's been doing Despacitos since Pitbull was a thing. Pitbull's been dropping multiple Despacitos per year since 04. Better than Despacito. Yeah. I mean, Despacito's a fine song, but it's got nothing on... whatever, but... It's got nothing on Bon Bon or any of Pitbull's... Or Kulo. Or, oh, God. Any of Pitbull's Spanish-language songs are better than Despacito. El Chapaya. Why couldn't El Chapaya be, like, the... Manos Cardiva? Couldn't be the cross-language, like, hit of the decade. What a fucking stupid ass universe to we're be, in. To be clear, I'm, I'm, to be clear, I'm very, I'm very excited about the idea of like Spanish language pop songs being more prevalent. Prevalent now. I mean, yeah. I, I doubt it's gonna happen because normally these things happen. It's like, oh, for like a month or two, it's like, oh, we're gonna try to make a Spanish language song, and then everyone yeah. forgets about it again. But if it makes opens the door for Pitbull to make more songs in his native tongue, yeah, I'm happy about it. But I'm also not, because I don't speak Spanish. So when Pitbull drops a song and it's mostly in Spanish, yeah. I miss out on his fantastic out. lyricism. I just now, like after being a Pitbull fan for coming up on like nine years now. Whew. Um, what a long, strange trip it's been. No. Yeah. A lot, of, like when the, in the opening stages, in the first evolution of my Pitbull uh, journey. I didn't really listen to just the Spanish language songs, which means that I skipped entire albums. Yes. And I've only listened to like his like Spanish language albums like once or twice all the way through. But I've been going back and listening to them and listening to more of the like songs that I didn't necessarily like catch the first time. Like I've always loved like Bon Bon. And uh, what's that song? Guantanamera or whatever. Love it. Um, she's hot. So hot. And Pitbull's Spanish language songs, like, I don't understand them. I wish I did, but I, I don't. Not bad. I think um, I think there's a rhythm of Pitbull that kind of gets lost a little bit sometimes in his, in his English language so- songs. They feel very start and stop. But, and I, again, I don't know what he's saying, but in Spanish, he sounds like an actual, like, rapper. It's a little like, so I saw my first opera recently at the Metropolitan Opera. Pitbull of the opera. Uh, ooh, someday. <laughs> And it was it was an it was an it was in English, and granted it's an opera, so you know a lot of the words that they're saying are not super clear anyway because it's more focused on these incredible um, record-breaking vocals. Apparently, apparently at this opera I saw, there's a note that was saying that's never been sung before. Yeah, which is, I mean, you know, obviously wasted on a, a, char- a charlatan like me. Yeah, but I couldn't help but think that I would have enjoyed it more if it had been in. Italian yeah. or another language, if yeah. that had been my first exposure to opera, because then I could have just focused on the, the sounds and the music and the way the, 
melodies worked and the way it all flowed together. I I kind of think the same thing might be true of Pipple's songs. Yeah. That his actual his Spanish language songs are, you know, I miss out on the endearing goofiness of some of Pipple's lyrics, but you get a sense of what he sounds like just sort of in his element, like really in his element. Yeah. Like when he's really just doing his own thing with no regard for trying to cross over into English speaking into the English speaking world. And that's not to say that Pitbull speaks English poorly. He does not. No, he speaks English very well, but yeah. I, I agree that what you said that his his the rhythms sometimes and we'll get into this more in a minute. Yeah. But oftentimes the rhythms in his Spanish language songs seem more natural. Yeah. Which would make sense cuz I I have to imagine that's how he first began rapping right. when he yeah. was when he was originally like, you know, growing up. But I I I feel like we might be losing something by hearing his him by only paying attention to his to his English language yeah, songs, so I agree. I'm, I'm proud of us. That's what's important here. <laughs> We're growing. We're expanding our palettes. I saw an opera this month for the first time ever. Me at the opera. Who to thunk? Pitbull. Por favor. Classic. Pitbull. Uh, por favor. Um, it's a song with Fifth Army. It's a song that grows on me the more I listen to it. However, he was at. He won the Dick Clark Award at the Latin Grammys. What? So we only know this from a, a YouTube clip of him performing this song mashed up with two other songs. But but it opens with a very like a quick like a half a frame of like the intro title card to this performance where it says uh, Pitbull Dick Clark Award 2017. Which good for him. Was Dick is Dick Clark a major figure Latin in Latin figure? music? Yeah. Uh maybe. Are are we the are we the assholes? <laughs> but <laughs> this is an unsolvable riddle. This is a, this is a this is better left for the Sphinx. Between Por Favor and Don't Stop the Party, the classic standby, he did a song called Boom Boom. And man does it sound rad. First thing before we really get into Boom Boom, I want to I want to address. Um, if anyone wants to pull up real quick the uh, video of people performing this medley at the uh, Latin Music Awards, he after he finishes performing Por Favor, he just leaves Fifth Harmony to keep singing the rest of the chorus and walks away behind them. <laughs> just walk, strolls away with no sense of like movement or dance. We've seen people walk away and stuff. Like there's a Pitbull uh, medley with um. Jennifer Lopez on the floor, yeah. uh, where he does his the first verse of on the floor, and then he f- spins away, and it looks real cool, you know. Yeah, and that he's fucking um, he's fucking disappearing and reappearing like a like a magician compared to this, where he just but in this walks away. He like tries to mix it into his dance groove, but he like he spins around, and then as he spins around to turn away from Fifth Harmony, he walks. <laughs> he just walks away. Walks away, and it's not like. It's not like he was he's walking away backstage. He's walking just over to a different part of the stage. 
I'm excited to hear this full song. Again, yeah, because there, there is a studio version of Por Favor available, and it's very yeah. good. Yeah. We have not actually heard a studio version of uh, Boom Boom yet. But, but I eagerly await it. It sounds great. Pitbull sounds so good on this beat. Yeah. And he rarely, he doesn't always sound good on beats. Like, Pitbull's got a lot of strengths, but like, yeah. flowing over just really good music is not always one of them. Yeah. This beat is great, and he just, again, I don't know what he's saying. Again, I know, like, I, know, I know even less what he's saying in this one than the previous song, but he just sounds so good. 13 years into his mainstream career, he finally made a good song. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pitbull, you know what? Sometimes people go their whole lives without making a good song. Like me. Yeah. I've gone well over 13 years without making a good song. But yeah, boom, boom. I'm excited for it. We'll probably do a 40 ounce whole episode about when boom, boom finally comes out. <laughs> this is the, are we approaching Pitbull album season? Is it already time for well, a new Well, Climate Change album? was just last year. Wasn't it? No, it was earlier this year because it was supposed to come out in October of last year and they pushed it back until like February. Oh, God, you're right. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but what I'm saying is like we could get a new Pitbull album as soon as next February or as late as 2019. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be there with you every step of the way Yeah. with full wall-to-wall coverage and then some. Next up, oh, boy, this is a song? By two chains. It's a song. It's a song. It's, a song. it's, it's got a, a song. song. This song is called "It's a Vibe" it's by a vibe. Two Chains, featuring Ty Dollar Signs, Trey Songs, and Janae Aiko. It's a vibe. It's a it's a vibe. This yeah. song, it's a it's a vibe. It's a vibe. Can I just say, and I think we've talked about this on the 40 ounce before, but I don't think there's ever been a wider gap between an artist who career as a whole I don't really like but does some of the, my favorite songs ever like Trey Songs oh man Trey Songs like Bottoms Up and Two Reasons and stuff are some of my favorite songs that have ever happened don't forget his uh, his his star turning role in Texas of the Radio don't forget yeah. don't, don't forget his star making turn in Texas Chainsaw star turning role star turning it turned turn, the stars it turned the stars themselves <laughs> they all had to turn and see what Trey Songs was doing in a movie called Texas Chainsaw. But man, Trey Songs, I can barely get through one of his albums. I've never tried to listen to a whole Trey Songs album. It's not great. Yeah. They're not great. He does really good like party club singles. But I, I kinda wanna like oh, this this sound this is gonna sound awful. But his mantle of party songs has kind of been taken by Jason Arulo. <sighs> Ooh, it's too bad though, because Trey Songs is a much more talented singer. And like just a more enjoyable person to have on a song. Yeah. Like a Trey Songs song has yeah. never made me as as annoyed and vaguely disgusted as Swala La La. Yeah. But I, whenever Trey Songs does like a ballad or like a slower song at all, I'm not into it. I'm never into it. Yeah. yeah. But come on, touching, loving, fucking. That's a that's a great song. <laughs> come on. Ty Dollar Signs doing the old Ty Dollar Signs thing of being completely immobile. Yes, and just sitting in a chair in the music video and singing. They're doing like the the 
the FDR thing with him, where it's like, <laughs> if we don't move him, they won't know he's paralyzed. <laughs> Whenever you see Ty dollar signs walking around, he just got his leg braces on. He's just like stumbling forward down the hallway. And uh, Janae Aiko um, still uh, counts. She counts money a few times in this video. And by a few times, I mean she sits in one scene counting the same stack of money like four times. Look, we're talking around a lot here when we're talking about this song. We're not addressing the fact that this song is three minutes long, has four choruses, and one one verse verse two minutes in. (laughs) This song is the chorus. um, It's it's like, it's it's less a chorus. It's less a song and more like an improv game. Yeah. Like 2 Chain just says the words, that's a vibe. Yeah. And then they, everyone around him sort of tried to like, okay, can we build a song out of this, out of these two, three words? They speak it like they're trying to conjure something. It, feel, it, has, it has a chant-ish quality. That's a vibe. That's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a, it's a vibe. The word vibe is spoken in this song maybe 2,000 times. <laughs> and the first, you, you, 2 Chains does his first, like, that's a vibe thing. Yeah. And you think, okay, intro's over. Here comes Tri- here comes Ty Dolla Sign. We're getting that first verse, and Ty's doing the same thing. Yeah, and then Ty Dolla Sign shows up. Ty Dolla Sign says the same exact things that Two Chain says, but a little bit more melodic. And then I'm sorry. Then Trey Song so shows up, and he changes it up in the grossest way possible. Uh, do you? I mean, we gotta we gotta say these words at some point. I guess I'll just do it. Yeah, you do it. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Um, about to, we okay. can say it at the same time. Buckle if you, up, if you buckle want up. To. No, I can do. Buckle up, everyone. Get strap in. It's a vibe. Don't you like your pussy dripping, gushing, dripping down your thighs? Oh, Trey. No. Am I doing sex wrong? Is that how? I mean, you know, like, like I, I, I understand female anatomy. I, I get the basic breakdown, the basic math of what's happening there. Yeah. But it seems However, to me the Trey song how is how he's describing it. It's like a melting candle. Oh God. <laughs> it it seems a bit unlikely. Also excessive. It's like, excessive. I don't like this fucking mutant power that Trey Songs has. Trey Songs can make a woman so aroused, <laughs> so aroused that her body just shuts down. Her panties become the Everglades. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Listen, he said it. It's a vibe, though. It's a vibe. That that is a vibe. That is definitely a vibe. I'm not. I don't want any part of this vibe. Uh, but, Trey, um, it's weird because Trey Song says shit like that in all his songs, but for some reason, yeah. the fact that you've heard. But all of his most popular songs, he never talks about it. All of his most popular songs are like, again, like bottoms up and two reasons and stuff. Yeah, it's it's all the lead up to this scenario he's describing here. Yeah, it's all about getting in the club and just meeting a woman. Yeah, and like what's going to happen later on. This is the first chance, the first view I've ever seen of like his idea of what happens when foreplay has begun. When it, in the fucking just bed has a goddamn swamp. I don't. I also, it's hard because you've heard now for over a minute the phrase "it's a vibe" repeated. It's a vibe. Yeah. That's a vibe. It's a very shocking turn of <laughs> to, events. To all of a sudden, you know, do, do, get this gear, this fucking. It's like from dusk till dawn with a vampire <laughs> show up. Just that fucking gear shift when Norman Bates fucking cuts up. Marion Crane in the, in the shower. It's a it's a it's a it's a turn. It's a it's a shift. It's a vibe. It's like it's like audition. Yeah. When you see the guy in the bag, the bag, the guy thing. in the bag. Oh god. And that's it, a vibe. It, it had, <laughs> that's a vibe. Sitting in your empty apartment, just you know, over the phone with your hair in front of your face, as the man 
as a beast as a, rides around behind you in the sack. That's that, a vibe. That's a vibe. <laughs> oh, she won a vibe. And then we get Two Chains' verse, which is, you know, it just it close, like close your eyes and imagine what a Two Chains' verse sounds like. Now take it down a, a notch, like low key Two Chains. Okay, that's it. You <laughs> no, you heard it. To imagine what Two Chains is wearing in this music video, imagine that Two Chains had a camo bathrobe and decided to make a button down and pants out of it. It's funny that he's wearing. That's a vibe. He's wearing basically pajamas in the video. Yeah. Because his verse sounds like he recorded it either right before falling asleep or just after waking up. <laughs> it's a vibe is what you have to say to Two Chains for like two hours before he finally goes to sleep. That's his like. It's a vibe. The Hulk in um. In Thor Ragnarok, or sun's in, going down. Or oh, sun's going down. Two chains. <laughs> it's, it's a vibe. Two chains. It's a vibe. As you like, put your hand over his giant green hand. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. That's a vibe. <laughs> you want a vibe? Yeah, everyone's gonna vibe. We're all vibing. And then Janae Aiko comes in, and in a in a in a, in a quick in a quick turn from Trey Songz's uh, interpretation, brings things back down to earth. She makes a few ana- anatomical references, but they seem fine to me. Yeah, they scan. Nothing sticks At out. At no as... point does she talk about like <laughs> got semen coming down his leg. Uh, at no point in the song I, I don't, no, you're does not she even... talking about like now now juicy dripping down his dick. <laughs> she never mentions that. I wish Janae Aiko sang about pre cum in this song. <laughs> Why? Hey, it's 2017, America. Why aren't you ready? this song Uh, i gotta say this song that's a vibe that's a vibe this song uh, both like when i saw the the list of artists involved in the song i thought this is going to be fucking nuts huge um then i heard it and it never has a song like so like not met my expectations but also far exceeded them it loops around past Exceeding my expectations and then comes back around to disappointing me. <laughs> you hear it. You think you're, what you're going to hear is something else. You hear what it is. You become adjusted to it. You start to enjoy it. Then you realize that even what it is now is not really what you wanted. Yeah. That I mean, to be honest, this song has a very, it has um like a feeling, like an energy. Yeah. It has a vibe. Oh, th- th- Daniel, thank you. As a vibe. I'm sorry if you were going for if you were going for like a joke that I was like, oh, he means the reference to the song. I, I like the, I like the song. I could see myself listening to it like late at night. Yeah. When I'm vibing. Yeah. When I need a vibe. <laughs> uh, and sometimes you know, this day and age, I'm gonna get real for a second. This day and age, we all need a vibe now and then. I think so as well. And you know, the ultimate vibe doesn't look so much like two chains. It's more like two beams of wood, and one beam of woods across the other beam of wood that's right it's a cross the true vibe is the lord let us pray daniel please feel free to jump in at any point and redirect this episode i'm gonna let you to something else i'm gonna let you ride this one off the cliff but <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh oh heavenly be the vibe um for thine is the vibe. For thine is the vibe and the glory. And the Forever king. and ever. Forever. The vibe. Trigger. That's the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> is that okay with you? Yeah, that's fine. I, I, 
Sometimes you, you sometimes you just do a thing and you think it's it's gonna go somewhere. <laughs> no, that's fine. You, you think I you you have an idea and you think more will just spring to your mind as you're doing it. I know. Have you heard me on a podcast before? <laughs> oh, it's a vibe, yeah. It's a vibe. Don't you lie. Your pussy dripping, gushing, dripping down your thighs. It's a vibe. Get high. Digging deep while I'm looking in your eyes. Vibe is the.